0: Hi everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Endless House Podcast, our New Year special. And as you can see, it's an extravaganza. We're bringing it back again <coughs> our first on video. I'm joined by William Ross, Anthony, and Francis. how are you all? Yeah, hey, all
1: good. All good, good mate. Good mate. I'm all good, Stephen. Yourself, Anthony.
2: Good man. How good are man. you, Stephen? How are you getting on? I'm, good.
0: I'm fine. I'm fine. It's going to be Hopefully, a crack of show tonight, Ross. So we'll get straight into it. And obviously, people people will notice that my co-host John is missing. That's because his jaw is playing him up. Two fakes and all that. He's dosed up with Paracel, a painkiller, so he's decided to drop out. But we all wish him well from everyone on the, <laughs> the podcast. And this is kind of our review, gentlemen, and in the Postacoglu's first six months in charge of Selby Football Club. And come to yourself first. William, now, <coughs> Postacoglu, when he first came in, our <coughs> podcast leading up to that, we're a bit iffy, let's be honest here. A wee bit kind of up and down. And he's fairly come in and up tonight. he's took the Selby. Celtic- Celtic Bag storm, really both on the pitch and off the pitch in terms of supporters united with the team. And one of the first hurdles that faced them was European football and quite early on, we exited the Champions League. There was a lot of disappointment, but we did get through to the Europa League group stage and for me, that was one of the final points of the season. European football back at Celtic Park and a confidence boost to the team that was depleted from that season.
3: Yeah. um, I feel like we've got half a squad now and back then, I don't even know what you would call it. So, uh, to get to the Europa League was, uh, you know, it was good for us as a club. Anne's coming in's been un- unreal. He's, I honestly think he's going to be up there by the end of his tenure. Uh, hopefully, that's going to be in a long, long time. I think he'll be up there in the folklore with the O'Neills and Rodgers. Um, the the steady football he's implemented since he's come in, uh, and the way he is with the media is there's been nobody like. Nobody like him. He puts every person in his place. There's never been a question that's been put to him where I've thought, oh no, like we used to get with Lennon every every post-match uh, interview last year, where you sit sitting with your head in your hands and just the complete polar opposite. Uh, I think there was a bit of trepidation at the start and it was because of the unknown. It wasn't like we were um, bashing him or thinking it was... It was world's worst appointment I think that we were all hanging on the coattails of how for so long and it was dragged yep. out and the media were telling us so much like every single day that it's happened it's he's there it's signed it's all done and it dragged on for so long that we kind of had that in our, in our hearts and and that was taken away for us and Andrew's thrown at us within hours so it was I, I think it was kind of a bit of the unknown Um now it's the, I think it's the best thing that could have happened to us as a club. Um, Ange has been nothing short of unbelievable since he's came in. He said to himself that in these six months there's not been a week where there's not been something, some, some sort of curveball thrown at him. And uh, to be where we are in the position we are, with we a league trophy, uh, we are a trophy already in the bag. Uh, if you told me that when we were in now that turmoil with the house situation in the in the summer or the end of tail end of last season. Um, I would have laughed at you because we were in a bad way, and the turnover in the squad has been incredible. And uh, the fact that we've already got a trophy in the bag and we're looking good, uh, only speaks volumes of what Angie's done since he's joined the club.
0: Yeah, I mean, winning trophies, winning brings success and it proves you're hungry. Unlike other clubs who say, after one trophy, that's them kind of full up, which again is just baffling. <laughs> but coming to yourself, Ross, I mean, you look at the European landscape side of things. <laughs> we were disappointed in Europe that the previous campaigns... <laughs> Stop, I know yourself. you're saying. We were, we were dis- disappointed in Europe the previous campaigns. We didn't really fulfil our potential. And again, yes, we got pulled out of Champions League. I always believe we should be there at some point in the future. But just to get the Europa League for me, as I said to William, and he made some great points, it was fatal for that team because William touched upon it. That squad back then was more depleted than it is now. There was friends' players like Dane Murray played in some qualification games. There was young players being called up left, right and centre it just proved to me that at that time, Poster knew how to manage his way of a bad situation.
2: Aye, to get, for to get Europa League football, f- when Ange came in and the, the, the squad that he had at his disposal, it was, <clears throat> it was a great achievement. I think, um, even, going into the, who was it? I forget the name of the team that we played. Midtjylland. Michelin. Aye, Mid-Jand. Oh, Mid-Jand. I, gonna, yeah. Before that game, I remember me and Anthony at the time saying in the group chat and stuff look, it's a bonus if we get there and you didn't want to dismiss it, you want to get to the Champions League but realistically it was very difficult uh, and I, th- I felt that if we got Europa League, it was a great achievement and to go and do what we done uh, to get through against Altmar and it was back to the wall in that um, away uh, away tie it was back to the wall and you have to take your hat off to some of the young guys that, that got us there who are, are probably, for the most part, no feature now, but they done a job and they carried out the instructions that Ange had asked them to do and I I, I think we gave a, a really good account of ourselves in Europa League. Uh, I, I mean, obviously we lost a lot of goals but I think we caused teams problems and it was like we've always all alluded to it was early in our journey but I think probably this that or that time in the Europa League next year I think we'll if it is Europa League it might be the Champions League hopefully it's the Champions League but if it is the Europa League I think we could do a hell of a lot better in that tournament than what we did this year because we'll be progressed further and you can just see the team progressing all the time but obviously Best case scenario, we want to be in the Champions League having secured the league title.
0: Yeah, 100%. I think that's everyone's aim this season, to get that league back at Celtic Park. But Francis, one thing we did notice was Postacoglu's (laughs) style of play. Very early on, we were warned by journalists in Japan and Australia that it was gung-ho. We conceded goals, we did. Ross was right to say that, especially in Europe. I think we were top joint has conceding goals, which isn't good enough, obviously, in terms of Celtic Football Club, but... In, that, in the league at the time, we won a few games, 6-0, one against Dundee. I think the other one was at Mirren, if, if I remember correctly. But what is the biggest improvements you've seen regarding the team, especially playing this way?
4: I think they look fitter. And you've got like a style of play. You've got an identity. You can see what he's, he's want to do, how he wants us to play. Yeah, it seems maybe a wee bit stubborn in the sense it's plan A or do plan A better. But I think at the weekend, obviously... He showed that he's wanting to go three to the back. He, a lot of that was forced on him with personnel and stuff. But he looks. He's also comes across a manager that well, not to come out. He has comes as a manager that will work with what he's got in the sense that he's not brought any backroom staff in with him, apart from one we've got like uh, is it the like the fitness guy or something like that that's no. came in fairly recently. But as in like guys in the and the dugout, so to speak, he's he's working with what he's got and. I think if you actually looked at the majority of the signings and the way that Postecoglou plays, I would say more than half of these signings weren't his guys, so to speak, are not his type of player. Like obviously he's probably he rubber stamped it, but I don't believe as good as Joe Hart has been for us. I don't believe he's a Postecoglou-style keeper. I want. I think you would actually argue Barkas or Bain is more a Postecoglou-type keeper, which is good at their feet, but. Pity Barkas and Bain then it would be a goalkeeper that's partially <laughs> the problem and Juranovic uh, I would argue is probably that's a, a post to signing. obviously Kyogo's a post to signing. Jota's the type of player a badder and apart from that I'm, I'm struggling to really think who would be his style of player because Starfield although he, he brought in he's not really a, a ball-playing defender as he Carter Vickers as well isn't really a ball-playing so it seems like he's obviously worked off the, the scouting network and he's just he's trusted other guys, so uh, it's, it's, I'm, I'm really confident in the guy and as I say, just our style of playing, the fact that we've got, you can see an identity with what we're trying to do, where, we're, where we'll get to, give giving this guy the tools, give him time obviously results will determine that a lot, but I, I can't we won't cop in the, the cabinet already it's, like you say, it's got to be success and I really just think in time, this we will have a really exciting football team for a good few years while this guy's in charge.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think every team he's been at, I think Brisbane Roar in Australia, people describe that team as the best football team they've ever seen in Australia. So if you could bring that type of thing to Celtic, Francis, then we'll, we'll, we'll all be loving it. And as you said, a trophy in the cabinet already just speaks volumes to the man. But Anthony, right about that time, there was a rough patch we hit in the league. We lost our first uh, Glasgow Derby game against Rangers. We lost to Livingston around about that period as well. And things (coughs) seemed to take a wee bit of a downturn domestic form-wise. People were starting to question Ange and his methods, that kind of thing. But one thing that stood out to me was, he never done what Lennon done, and he came out in the interviews that it was bitterly disappointment or making excuses for pitches. He never made an excuse for the team. Postacoglu said, we're not making excuses here. We're here to win. We'll keep working and working. And for me, that's came to the fore, especially now when we look at the form up until well, the Christmas
1: break there. Yeah, he, and even in a post-match interview against St Johnston, you know, he was obviously asked about, you know, injury problems and what injuries going to hamper him going forward in the season? And as always, they got that, that shrug of the shoulder, that dismissive uh, sort of look, and he just says, we'll just go on with it. You know, even if uh, if the, the wider uh, sort of, Issues weren't happening uh, with COVID, etc., and the games had been going ahead. Um, we would have been, been facing Hibs and uh, Rangers uh, before the break with a, a weakened squad. There's, there's no uh, two ways about it. But we would have got found a way to just go on with it. And if we'd have lost the game, um, there would have been no excuses. If we'd have won the game, would have, uh, you know, us lot would have there uh, twice as hard. But, um, no, I've been very, like the rest of the guys, Stephen, I've been very impressed with him. Um, Can't say I was too, you know, I didn't know much about him, didn't really know anything about him until he came uh, to the club. But, uh, yeah, he's just been a breath of fresh air and 100% in the trophy, uh, you know, mission so far, one out of one. Here's hoping that uh, that number grows as the season goes on. Well, Alfie, I mean, you did make a great point, but just,
0: just looking back on what you said there, why do you think the press seem to have an issue with Posta Caldu? I find it when I look at it from my angle, it's a bit ignorant, a bit stupid and naive of them to believe that Posta Caldu doesn't know anything about football because he managed in Japan on Australia. And he's handled that pretty well. But looking at it from my point of view, do you think there's an, a- an actual bias towards Celtic
1: managers in that sense? Yeah, 100%. There, there always has been. Uh, and it was something that we almost uh, accepted rather meekly, um, I would argue if you go back to the history of the club um until sort of Jock took the reins. Um, that's not to sort of you know sort of criticize, you know, Willie Maley or or, you know, a- anyone else that was still in there, you know, or Jimmy McGrory or anyone like that. It was just that was the wider societal issue um at the time. And until Jock came in, the Celtic were very much an easy target. And that sort of that culture has existed uh, within the media for a long time, but uh, goes back decades, uh, probably to even around the, the time of the formation of the club. And those habits are proven, unfortunately, quite difficult to weed out. So it, it didn't strike me uh, in the slightest uh, that <coughs> Ange has been subjected to this uh, this sort of culture of you know, you know, a, a kind of sneering. They think they know better. Media. Um, Ange Postacoglu has more knowledge in his little toe than the entire Scottish uh, for f- football fourth estate have as a collective. And um, I think they're finding that out uh, the hard way. And I can only say as a supporter, I'm absolutely loving watching it unfold. Yeah, one, one of the see, most things I remember... See, for it. me, Stephen, ahead, I don't me. know if I'm yeah.
4: reading too much into a comment, but see, I think it was, like, it was in his first interview where... I, where a, ger- a journalist asked him about uh, managing at the highest level, and he was like, oh, "You're assuming I've not managed like a World Cup at the highest level and stuff like." That. I think for day one after that comment, I just think they thought we're going to around and trip this guy up, and he's he said the numbers for the very first day. Walked through through the doors and stuff, and I, I think I, that a lot in the media, that comment when he when obviously talked about managing at the, the top level, and he he obviously talked about at a World Cup and stuff came back that quick, so I think that sucked a lot of the media Yeah,
3: I don't think it's I don't well think I don't think it's, it. a, I don't think it's just a Celtic manager thing, I just think it's just the media, that's what they do, they ask these questions, I don't think it's, it's like an attack on and himself, <laughs> I think it's just that's the, what they're paid to do they, they want to get that reaction out of a person to make a headline and and's just doesn't give them it, every time he just absolutely just slaps them in the face pretty much metaphorically and says right, go sit down some- <laughs> Just, Aye, just, I, I, think I, just, I don't, just, just, I don't you
2: think it, it's. Bottom, you go, away you, away you Aye, Aye. I don't think it's all Celtic managers. That, that, nah. Like they disrespect, it. like you look at Rodgers, you look at Martin Neil. I don't think that they always got that, but like certainly guys like Ronnie Dyler and Ange Postacoglu who have come in for like pretty much nowhere unknowns. You can understand the the sort of. Uh, for want of a better word, disrespect like we all had uh, reservations when he came in but we never once thought he didn't know football, we just thought has he got the experience, does he know what he's doing, but I think he's, he's proved it in spades that he, he, he absolutely does uh, and I think someday I kind of mean when he's there alluded to Brisbane Roar p- playing the best football that country's ever seen I don't think we're far off eh, in the six months. I'm not saying the best of eh, all time, but I think the football certainly when it first came in, like I was totally taken by it, like blown away at times. See that when we were when we beat Dundee, we beat St. Mirren, and we beat. I think we were three 0 up or maybe three. We beat Hearts in the cup. It was like three games in a row. We totally blew every team off the park. Granted, we beat Hearts 3-2, but the football in the three games that we were playing, I was like, we're back. That's it. Celtic are back because it was unbelievable. The half we had as been, well. Like, the, the right, Huffer, that's what the I was Hubs just about as to well.
3: say. Like, I've been, loved this club ever since I can remember being going to the stadium and watching us play, and the games in particular I mentioned, and Franny said I was going to say as well, the first half hour against Hibs away at Easter Road, and I'm like, Oh I as I that, that says, if not up there with the best, the best football we've ever played in my uh, generation. Anyway, the football um, he's got us playing going forward is is unbelievable. Sun-a-lade. Unbelievable.
0: Sun-a-lade. unbelievable. It is. I think. I think. Added to the fact as well, he's got wingers again, and with miss wingers for ages, the pace, the taking players on, whipping balls in as well. But before we go on to obviously that, William, one of the key things that Posse County had to sort out when he came into Southie Football Club was a disharmony between supporters. Even players on the pitch, certain players want to leave, we all knew who it was, the boardroom. And one thing he done from day one, people like Ross bought into his methods straight away. They seen the way he played, even during pre season, you can see bits and pieces of it in the games we've seen. But how important do you think it was to get the fans back onside? Because I know we've seen the protests, but they're still turning up in their droves, sixty thousand every two weeks, and then they're selling out the away allocation, supporting the team like they used to. And for me that's what one of the most important things of the of the whole season so far that I've seen.
3: Definitely, I, 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 I would probably say it is the most important thing the, uh, the stain or for lack of the word I'm trying to look for the relationship between the, the, the fans and, and the club before he came in for the I would even say the last year, maybe the last six months it, it was as low and as bad as I've ever seen it the, the whole house saga the uh, lack of information the lack of a face and um, a front man to come and, and tell us what was going on. It, I mean, the reason we started this podcast was so we could run and vent our, <laughs> vent our frustrations about it, and we did for months and months. Uh, it's incredible how one man can just uh, fix that damage between, because it has been one man. And it's, for me, it's been two two big factors, the way he's got the team playing, the Celtic way the way we've been brought mm-hmm. up, seeing it. Um, flair, attacking flair, wingers, beating players, uh, just beautiful football, the way it should be played. Uh, and the man himself, um, a humble man, uh, a man that takes no shit, for lack of a better term. <laughs> uh, and, and he'll defend us to the hill, he'll die for us uh, every time he, he's put in front of a mic. And he's gets asked a very awkward question. Uh, all that's on his mind is defending this club and defending the way he believes football should be seen and should be played. And ugh, I just I'm not that way inclined, but you just definitely would I'd marry him in a, in a <laughs> <laughs> see, well,
2: see the way fun. he defends us at times though, it's it's so aloof. It's like, ah mate, yeah I no, mean no. there's Aye. no like we talked about mate, you Hang like so uh,
4: see the thing with that as we well a bit, oh, that, I, it,
3: think, we I think when he says no, that, right, I, I, right. in a good way it, oh, yeah. because, because Lennon I think Lennon like, I know he <laughs> just, like, obviously the downfalls in that last year but I feel like every time he was put in front of the mic he was trying to defend the club I just right. it just didn't come across that way and, right. and just, just the polar right. opposite right. He, he is defending the club and it comes across the right way uh, Lennon it felt like a bit more like it was a personal thing He's trying to defend I, himself, but but he, but there was times where he would defend the club, and I'd be like, he, he's 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 a Celtic man, and it is and obviously, but Ange just does it with absolute class.
2: The way Rodgers did. Seeing Lennon's defence, by the way, see before it went wrong. When when Lennon defended the club, it was fully part. It wasn't in the same way as Ange. Ange, like I've said, he's, he was aloof. Lennon was fully passionate because uh. he's got more uh, a lifetime connection with the club and when it was going well and Lennon was totally defending the club that. it was beautiful, it was beautiful to aye. watch Ange is it's going fairly well he's now went through a serious bad patch, Lennon he's got obviously other issues that we'll no go over uh, but aye when, when when it was good and Lennon defended the club, it was beautiful
0: mm-hmm. Well, you say Please. you say we haven't hit a, we haven't hit a serious bad patch. So I'll come to yourself, Francis, for this. Now, what we've seen recently <laughs> is there has a, been a few bumps in the road along the way, let, let's be honest, but we've developed a way to win games ugly. And in the <laughs> sense of Poster Coglu's style, it hasn't really been seen, but we're still winning games. We're grinding out teams. We're tearing teams out with the way, the way we play at the moment. Do you think that's just as important as winning games? Flashy, entertaining, 6-5-0. And for me, that's a sign of champions when you're winning 2-1 away, Edson John'son, free one whatever it was. It it has to be like that sometimes, doesn't
4: it? Yeah, well, it was obviously the Aberdeen game was where they, we said one of the first times they said Ange actually won ugly up at Pataudry. And no team, even like the teams like Man City and Barcelona, they'll, they'll not win every game playing absolutely scintillating football. football, You've got to have to grind out some games because as we've seen recently, teams are just got to sit in, with boys with 10 men behind the ball and then it's on you to break them down yeah we've struggled at times but we'll, we've came through it at times so it's it's just a learning program it's like I wouldn't say Poster is stubborn it's just he's new to the league he's probably got to have to understand like he's probably not really been with many teams where the opposition just sits in as happy to sit in for 90 minutes and try try and nick a draw or try and nick a wee one at the end of the game. So he's he be the early days he's had to try and adapt to that. He probably expected teams to come out eventually and play against them. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, they've definitely most you know like every team that wins a league are going to win f- quite a few games in that season. Are going to win an ugly way, scrappy one nil, like a, a scrappy odd goal victory. So it's good that he's now got that, and it says it's also it's not just for hands, it's for the team when they. When they see they can win ugly, it gives them a wee bit of extra confidence just to keep going. Because you see the Ross County game where uh, Ralston scored in the hundred twenty fifth minute, and that it was uh, you just it wasn't a great game of football, but you just got to keep going and keep going, and <laughs> they'll believe they'll get a chance, and then just get a goal. So scrappy ones that just you've got you've got to be able to grind out results to win a title.
0: I just clapped what you said there, 125 minutes. <laughs> very, very very well done. But I mean, coming to your, yourself, Anthony, <coughs> the way you look at it, I've got down here a topic list that I sent you guys out that we're going to speak about is the team standing tall. And I simply put two players beside it, Anthony, Kyle McGregor and Joe Hart. We'll have to talk about these guys because for me, I think they've made such a big difference. McGregor stepped into that captaincy role amazingly well. Joe Hart's come in, former England number one. And I have to admit to you guys, I've told you this before, I did not like him one bit before he joined us, but he's totally flipped me around. <sighs> what, what's your opinion on these guys, especially the importance to them for this team?
1: Well, I'll we'll start with uh, the captain himself. Uh, I think he's just been, he's back to you know that, that sort of forum that we've seen, uh, that he sort of was so, brought uh, so often under the likes of Brendan and, and, and Neil, uh, and he's sort of first season back as manager. Uh, Stephen, I think He's, he was the outstanding candidate uh, to take over uh, the captain's role from Scott Brown, and uh, so far he's he's more than uh, you know for stepping into his shoes uh, perfectly by getting that first trophy at the first time of asking. Uh, so, like I said earlier, long may that continue. Um, there is obviously some you know a few people that are still aren't sure because he's not the you know the the traditional kind of captain in the terms of the ranting and raving at his teammates and, you know, all that kind of thing. But there's all different ways he's showing leadership. Um, and, you know, no one will ever tell me that, you know, David Beckham wasn't a good captain for England or, or, or something, you know, someone like that. Uh, you could even argue to an extent, um, you know, when you look at, when you think of you know, the guys down south, I actually think that, you know, Stephen Gerrard, I'm not talking ability-wise, but I'm talking about the way he leads. Um, when Stephen Gerrard was England captain, like Beckham after before him, he wasn't a ranter and a raver. He led by example. He was maybe a little bit more passionate uh, when he was playing for Liverpool, but that's, you know, understandable. But I, I just think he's been absolutely magnificent and I'm delighted that, you know, that the, he took up the, the offer of the captaincy because it will hopefully stave off... Uh, the interest for him uh, from down south because you even see it uh, for Scotland as well, um, some of the performances he's been putting in. Um, anyone down south not considering them for their team uh, wouldn't be doing their job properly. Um, but hopefully he's with us, hopefully for the rest of his career. Uh, in terms of Joe Hart, listen, I, I remember being on here uh, the first podcast after we lost the opening game uh, to Hearts at Tynecastle. And saying that it was now a case, it, it was almost we were reaching emergency uh, levels of crisis uh, in terms of the goalkeeper, Um, because I says it didn't matter how well we played from defence and the attack, provided you had Scott Bain or Parkhurst and goals, we, we were essentially, you know, gifting the team uh, the, the oppositions um, at least a goal of a head start because they were their confidence was absolutely gone. You know, there's, I'm not de- denying these guys have got talent. Of course they do. But, you know, sometimes it just it doesn't work out. Um, you know, you've seen some of the the saves that Barkas made for Athens before he came. You can understand why he commanded such a fee. But it's just not worked out. It's as simple as that. And and Joe Hart, you've got a four-time Premier League uh, Keeper of the Year. Guy won, I think it was 80-odd caps for England. Premier League winner, FA Cup winner, you know, Regular in the Champions League, Uh, and you can even see um, the way he conducts himself um, on the pitch uh, as well. He shows that the kind of uh, sort of traditional uh, sort of kinds of leadership as well. He's always talking to younger members of the squad. He's always running over to Ange to pick up the latest instructions and to pass them on, um, especially at the back. And and also as well, which is probably not the most important thing, but it, it does always help. You can see the absolute love that he's got uh, playing here. Uh, you know, we all going well. We'll have him between the sticks for a few g- good year number of years now. Um, you could see it in his eyes uh, when we won the trophy against Hibs. You know, he just he just loves being here. He's always posting on social media, but he, he loves the connection between the players and the supporters. And you know, for all he's you know won lots of stuff down south. You know. Manchester City are never known for being the most raucous, uh, passionate fans in the world. You know, Spurs are Spurs, aren't they? You know, they're they're very much the same. So he's probably never played for a club with such a fanatical following. And uh, yeah, he's been one of our best signings. Uh, And as I say, I'm just glad he's here. And like Callum, uh, I hope he finishes his career here. Yeah, 100% 100 behind what you said there. And Ross...
0: What do you say about these two players? I mean, you could add in maybe the likes of Ralston, Beton, more experienced players on the team. They've really stepped up this year and they've made themselves counted. Even Beton the other day against St Mirren, he was captain. he done it really well. I think he said in his press conference, two wins from two being captain It's an easy job. So, <laughs> I mean, these guys are definitely stepping
2: up, aren't they? Oh, Beton, I, I can't speak highly enough of him now, I think he's been... Every single time he's come into the team for Celtic, I think he's been outstanding. Uh, I think for four or five years, he was judged on playing for Celtic as a centre-half, and he's absolutely miles away from being a centre-half. He's he's jun- done a job for the team and sacrificed his cell and took the flak for years. Beaton is a number six, and he's a very good number six at that. Uh, and every time he comes into that team and plays in that role he's a guy that I want at the club and I want to stay at the club whether it be a squad player a first team player he's, you could look at guys like Johnny Hayes who were like squad players and they came in and they 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 done a job and they'd done okay I think Beaton does more than okay when he comes in uh, I, I think he's, I just really think as a number six he's He's brilliant uh, for <laughs> not the way Ange plays because he doesn't obviously totally suit that. But I think he's been outstanding for Celtic uh, for this season. And I think we can now really properly start judging him as a Celtic mm-hmm. player again and, and the role that he's he's back in and the role that he, he's accustomed to. Uh, as regards Joe Hart, uh, I was one of the guys... Probably like yourself, that when he was brought in, I had my reservations. I was very sceptical. Uh, his career had took a pretty much a nosedive. Uh, it, yep. He had been a, a good keeper, but even when you look at you look back at, like say, if you who's got something got a somebody wee pudgy got a or
3: <laughs>
1: you got a wee party. <laughs> that was me voice, yeah that's it, yeah. yeah that's, lucky, that's Sonny <laughs> well, be, yeah, I totally forgot he was there we're <laughs> ah, <laughs> okay the cats but uh, no Sonny's making his, his presence known he certainly he he
3: so so had fucking bosses, oh, don't,
2: don't that fucking Oh, he absolutely do not be a sound all night and then when I start talking like, sharp, get me, <laughs> anyway so um, I throw so heart uh, as I said I was sceptical uh, his career took a nosedive when he was at I, I felt he was a good keeper at Man City and stuff uh, obviously but then even when you look at like as much as you credit Lee Griffiths with the two free kicks I still think even then I think Joe Hart was looking like the keeper that he hadn't been previously because it wasn't like they were in the top corner They were in, he, he was beaten fairly easily if he dead balls and even at that point, I thought he's not the same keeper as what he used to be. But if he's come in at Celtic, he's he's had a new of life. Don't you know? It's it's not been perfect. He's had the odd mistake, certainly more with the ball at his feet. Eh, which that's why he got eh, a. But he got a uh, Guardiola. <laughs> huh? I was, I was, uh, <laughs> eh, that's why he sort of got him out of the club. But it Wasn't he him? But I think. Franny sort of alluded to it that he's no, that he's no an ange keeper with his feet, but I think it was needs must. And he's came in and what what he's done, Faye came in on the park and most likely off the park for the outside looking in has been nothing short of absolutely remarkable. And I like he's, he's never going to be the captain because he's not been there long enough, but as a a sort of guy to lean on and a deputy for Cal McGregor. I don't. I, I don't think there's no better man that could have come into the club and helped him transition into the the captain that he is becoming. It's 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 just lovely to see, and I, I think I, I hope this I hope he's at the club for. Well, I don't know how long his deal was, but was it?
4: Three I think. I was. Three, three,
2: three years. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, there you go. I hope he's at the club for three years because he will be. <laughs> <laughs> can I just, by the way,
3: can I just jump into this for thirty seconds? Because I know you're probably not mean, talking to me about this anyway. <laughs> I just am. With, I was going to. I was with Joe, just with Joe Hart because um, it's not not so much his credentials as a, as a keeper and what he's done. And by the way, since he's came in, some of the saves he's pulled off for us has been. Like yeah, and the European games, and you're like, oh fucking hell, there's another one, and he's just pulling off diving yeah, at people's Double feet. saves. And, and me, I mean, me and Ross have spoken in previous podcasts about even when he's doing that, he's pulled off world He's the first thing he's doing is getting the ball running straight up and trying to okay. start an attack. Away we feel that it's it's what he's doing. Other than that, it's his leadership skills, and he's 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 definitely going to be a manager in the future. He's he's an absolute born leader. Uh, the way he talks. Is, I'm the same as what when Ange is, is on, on the mic. Every post-match uh, conference he's in, I'm hanging on every word he's saying and he's always saying the right things. Uh, he's just been an absolute revelation since he's came to the club. And I, I honestly couldn't... I wouldn't want anybody else in between the sticks. He's been superb since he's came along.
4: Leaving Barkas. <laughs>
2: all right,
3: all right. I would, I would actually... I tell you what, I would actually rather hate heart and goal. Then three
2: bar in the room. I've started writing R heart J everywhere. <laughs> <laughs>
4: IDST. I do
0: you know something, William?
2: One
4: million I, pound eh? One million pounds.
0: I, I know it's like
4: I thirty go- three or something thirty four, but see when you consider for one million pounds.
0: Right. I was gonna I was gonna come do Sarah Ross, I'll be joke lined up, never hang to bring in William, but <sighs> I wanted to give you a wee bit to talk about Ralston because you've been You've been very vocal about Ralston in the podcast. You think he's up there a player of the year, and just, I mean, he deserves the platform. So far on, he's been vital to the team as well, hasn't he?
3: A hundred percent. To steal some of our, our famous friend's uh, catchphrase, hundred uh, percent. <laughs> for me, honestly, and as much as Kyogo's, I don't know if it's maybe just because of the transformation as a player. For me, he's player of the year. He's he's been as a right-back to score the goals he's got, to get the assists he's got and, and the transformation, I, if you look back at the podcast, coming into the start of the season, Tony Dalton was your only right-back and I was like, this cannot happen. He is the worst right-back. Obviously, they had the whole Neymar situation against PSG years ago. Uh, I I I was, I, I could not believe you were going to the season <laughs> with him as our only choice right-back. Oh, I, I, I went for yeah. a the Neymar stuff. <laughs> Um, and he's, it just shows you it's, it, the same thing happened with Forrest under Rodgers. The fans were on his back non stop. Rodgers came in and turned him into an absolute beast. And then um, just done the same with, I think Andrew's been a bit down at uh, a hanging himself when he says that I, I it's not know him, I give him the platform and that's it. I think there's a bit more than that to it. Um, he's been absolutely immense for us this year. And, um, well, I mean, we're talking about all these players. Like everybody's been, to a man, superb for us this year. But uh, the, just the transformation in the boy. I mean, he's went out on loan. He's an absolute unit. I think it doesn't matter what happens. We could go and beat Rangers in the derby, twelve nothing. Tony Ralston putting Charlie Adam on his arse
2: is going to be the best moment of the season for me. Yeah,
4: got an assist off the back end. <laughs>
2: I was about to say, Charlie we... Adam doesn't play for Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> did...
0: <laughs> did any of you see um, Frank McAvaney's comments recently uh, I think
2: about Frank Rolston?
4: McAvaney's the only one that thinks uh, he's rubbish in it. What did he say?
0: Here, uh, he said that he, he went backwards. He a got... so, aye, that, Was it the uh, last
4: county game or something? He said he, he played like somebody, Mar- like a boulder aye. or something, St. Murring game. Played like somebody just hauled off the street. And it's like, the guy's not
3: allowed one poor game. Mm. By the way, seeing you oh. all the as well, I know he's done a lot going forward. But how many we've seen at least three or four occasions where he's in the last ditch, uh-huh. like yeah. the, like like a keeper, like game changing mm-hmm. moments. And, he and probably has way, one, he's I not him and as well. like he's got yeah, he does make mistakes, but he, I, I, there's there's no doubt in my mind he gives hundred and fifty percent every time he pulls that shirt on and goes onto that pitch. And that's all okay. As fans as we want. Like, if you're going to make mistakes, that's fine. I don't mind. If you're given everything you've got, then fair enough. And that's what I get from every single game.
4: That's nah, just like McIverney's comment. Thankfully, everybody just shot McIverney down. But it was <laughs> Basically, one game said he's regressed so much. And like, it's one game. Yeah. Mate. You've obviously only watched him in one game.
0: Every time we obviously, talk about rals the break... It brings me back to th- th- that podcast when I was on with William and Ross, and Ross landed me right in it. But look, <laughs> coming on, on to you, obviously, let's talk about some sprinkles in this New Year cake. And we'll start off with Kyogo, and that's an Cog new signing. And by God, he's been absolutely immense for me. The best striker in the SPFL by a country mile. He makes defenders look silly with his movement defenders don't know how to defend against him claim he's offside nine times out of ten but he's just laughing and winding them up he's been a fantastic signing for us hasn't
4: he uh, but I think saying he's the best striker in Scotland has gone a bit much I mean Morelos is the most sought after striker in Europe every transfer market as you know so Kyogo can't it be the <laughs> Kyogo <best>? <laughs> he's <laughs> got I, about 24
3: that... on Kyogo to be fair I know I Sure, sure. that's <laughs> uh, been a tough question think yeah. <laughs> I'm hunkered
4: in my chair he's yeah. <laughs> uh, been an absolute breath of fresh air yeah, there's no doubt in that it's obviously a post cogly sign, signing like I said they can't believe nobody in Europe ten a, a chance on this guy so he was surprised that they actually were able to get the guy and like the runs he makes are like they're absolute, absolutely amazing. His movement, I mean, be no quite. I know Iniesta's a, a fair age and stuff like that, but when you're playing with guys like Iniesta, you've got to know what runs to make because you know a guy like Iniesta will find you. So it's no it's no coincidence his movement is absolutely, absolutely frightening. But I think one of the, the biggest surprises for me, even like we really good players coming from like obviously from from Asia and stuff it could maybe take them 6 to 12 months to sort of settle in and stuff just to the whole new culture and things like that learning the the language and things like that so it's just like it's just hot. the ground running 16 goals in all competitions 16, 17 goals in all competitions and a lot of them are big goals like the two in the cup final scored a fair few in Europe and stuff and it's like it's never just like the fourth or fifth goal and it, he always seems to score big goals you see the difference in our team when he's playing to when he's not playing. It's just, it's absolute night and day. So, like, I I just can't speak Kyle enough of the guy. I just, and, ah, uh, he's, he's brilliant. Like, Nakamura yeah. was, is he's definitely on the on the path to coming out of Nakamura's shadow, anyway.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I totally agree with you. And hopefully... Maybe a bit controversial here, but is Kyogo better than Dembele, Edward, and possibly the best striker since we've had Henry Larson? Mm. It's, uh,
1: it's a tough one oh, wow, sort big. of answer, to be it's honest, they the yeah. Stephen. They're all sort of different, very Sorry. different types of players, <laughs> um, to be honest. What what I would say, though, is Kyogo's probably the, in terms of his off-the-ball movement, it, It's it, it's I've not seen that kind of, that sort of movement from a player. Um, off the ball since since Henrik, you know, uh Dembeleon was a you know a big sort of Trojan you know workhorse and just would always always put himself about and he was it such a great touch Edward it was more effortless looking he almost glided over the pitch at times and you always you had guys like Gary Hooper as well who always you know were big big game players um, but it, it's. Kyogo's just, he's got a bit of everything, really. I mean, I think I've said it on on one of the podcasts uh, before. And must, you know, defenders, you know, they'd be as well try to pin a wave to the sand as it is to try <laughs> to mark this laddie sometimes because he is absolutely sensational. Um, especially that second goal um, against Hibbs in the cup final was oh. just, it was magical. It was fit to one any uh, cup final. And, you know, Again, similar to Joe Hart, what I love about him is that he just seems to love playing here. And there's, there's just, um, obviously, us supporters have taken him to his hearts. Our hearts. Um, and he just seems to, to love being here as well. And, uh, yeah, I'm just hopeful this hamstring injury uh, doesn't prove too serious. And hopefully when we get back to playing games again, uh, he's fit and ready to go because he'll play a huge, huge part, in uh, the second half of the season, I'm sure. But in terms of the first half, oh, it's just been a joy to watch him. It really has.
0: I mean, William Anthony had his dancing shoes on there because as a politician does, he dance around that question like. But <laughs> I'll make it easier for you. Is he <laughs> better than is? Is he you. better than Chris Killen, Scott McDonald, <laughs> vinegar Hasling? <laughs> he has to be surely. Come on him No,
3: no, no way. None here, anyway. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I was in the post-cup final, so so like I, I, his movement is. I've, I've heard, I've seen a lot on Twitter, and I've seen a lot on um, Stephen. Go and take that label after They bought me a rain glass, man. It's putting me up I've <laughs> done watching me shagging.
2: <laughs> anyway, quite,
3: Kyle goes it back is, in the morning, <laughs> <Kyle> <laughs> Kyle's second goal John's got away lot of deleting to do. <laughs> when the dog watches you it's like nothing you're all ruined, of uh, Kyle goes second goal for me right was unbelievable and and like there's nobody else in the league and, and most leagues that are scoring that goal but see the first goal for me it, it's, it's his weak foot and his first touch is unbelievable and the finish is just as good if Ronaldo or Messi has scored that goal, that you're, that it's getting shown for months and months and months in Sky Sports, it's, uh, the boy's movement. And like I said, I've seen a lot on Twitter and stuff like that about comparing them to the King, and that he's he's the best he's the best striker we've had since then. <laughs> I tell you something, his movement, <laughs> his movement's better. Mm-hmm. He's nowhere he's nowhere near where the King was or is. Uh, I scratch it off. But his movement is—I've never <laughs> ever seen movement like it. It's unbelievable, and it's—it it's, must be a a, a, a number ten. Anyone, and and it's no a surprise that Rogic has started to play uh, or started to excel now as well when he's got movement like that in front of him. Um, it must be a number 10's dream or a midfielder's dream to play with him because he's—he's—you know exactly if you're if you're playing a ball and he's going to be on the end yet. He's been an absolute revelation, and the fear—the fear I had. Person, I don't know what you guys when like mm-hmm. Edward was going and obviously we had lost Den and stuff like that. I thought, where are we oh, going to get the goals from? This guy has just been an absolute breath of fresh air. And like Tony says, it's no just for me, uh, we've touched on about with Larson as well. It wasn't it, obviously what he did at the club as a player was it, like second to none. Like there's nobody better in my generation, but it was the person he was as well and mm-hmm. uh, the loyalty shown. Kyogo's the exact same. He's loved being here. The camera pans to him when he's in the crowd and he's clapping. He's out injured. He's the first one at the tunnel at half time, shaking everybody's hands as they're coming in, giving everybody cuddles. Uh, and you know he doesn't even speak our language. And the bond that he's built with the other players, you see it. The end of the cup final, everybody was cuddling him. That 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 image of him and Ange It's <laughs> uh, yes. just. Yeah, uh, when he runs Beautiful. down, it's just, it's just a, it, like, I honestly brought a. him in New Year. I, I, I just. Uh, uh, got it just, right just, this time, right? I was going to say that. I <laughs> fucked it last time, got it right this time. <laughs> um, what more can you say about the guy? He's just, he's your man, he's your number one. Uh, I'm, I hope to God he's going to be here for years to come. By the way, that rhymed. The Green Brigade might steal that <laughs> for a song. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: I'll have to tell you one thing, Willie. Thanks for fucking pulling me up yet again. You never <laughs> let me do something.
2: <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell! But look, Ross, the,
0: fuck I mean, the, the, the guys,
3: the,
0: the guys have summed up Kyogo perfectly. I mean, that we could wax on about him for forever. Basically, he's just a fantastic player, and as William rightly said, like when he's not playing, he's the first down at the tunnel, shaking people's hands. He's bound to the pitch when he comes off. That just
2: adds to the person and the fantastic footballer he is, doesn't it? I I can't speak highly enough of him. I absolutely love the guy. And just to sort of touch on, like, you obviously asked the question, is he better than Edward No, I know it was a bit tongue and cheek and stuff, but I, I just think when when you look at it, like, obviously we had Larson and it was unbelievable. But after Larson left, we we tried desperately for a while to try and replace him with guys like Mo Mo Bangura, Mo Ka- Timo yeah. Pookie. Thomas Rasmussen Henri Kamara w- no. I, Henri Kamara we went through a, a spell he just sh- just pretty much okay. shit <laughs> uh, and then we we then moved on and we got Dembele eventually and everybody compared then we got Edward and fantastic players and we've went from Dembele to Edward to now Kyogo and I, I just think we've been very lucky in the last four, five six years whatever it is uh, and would just enjoy him He's just a fabulous player He's a breath of fresh air He just loves playing the game And I think he has adjusted uh, To the country Pretty well so far uh, Just because of the type of character he is He's just I think people at the club have embraced him And, and how can you know Because he's just so just so bubbly Just so happy all the time and here's hoping that the the three his counterparts that come in are similar characters and can hit the ground in the same way that he has. And if, mm-hmm. if they do, it'll only benefit our club. No end.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah 100%. And I know there's, going, there's people going to be watching and listening who will be screaming that we're not mentioning Tom Rodgers or... David Turnbull on like a, a lengthy basis but that's because we could go on forever about the players this season I'm just picking out a, a random few to talk about so we'll keep within a, a kind of structure for the show otherwise we'll be here all night but
2: I mean structure Ross <laughs> I'm no man just too this. far away <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean Ross I'm um, going to go to Ross no. get it
3: pulled and then we'll come back am I
4: right am I right,
3: right. Do do it. It, you know, I'm pouring know, I'm pouring man jeez
0: ah thanks right Yes. That's an absolute shambles. Look at this. Now we're, we're off <laughs> scale here, right? But Franny, I come to a you. Here. I'm
3: in, I'll
0: nah, sorry. <laughs> I come to you, Franny. Right? Now we've had a few players come through the door this season. kogo's made a big difference. The other guys are George, Michael, Felipe, Yada, a fantastic addition. He's come in. He's took the game back by, by the scruff and X, scored some fantastic goals. I think before he got injured, he was on five goals in six games. The skills he has is. Unbelievable. He literally he is the entertaining type, like McGeady was, Maloney was, Scott Sinclair when he first came. High high Fedora players like him to add to the team, especially in the wide areas that we didn't have last season.
4: I think he's, he's very important. When you consider like how Postal Cogo wants to play, he's 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 vital to that kind of style. And like we've said many a times, he's he's a Celtic style player. He's a winger that you want to get. Let's see that pint. I to make sure you've done no more than arse it.
2: It was the arse of the machine, so i only got like <laughs> no, three quarters just, with it. Yeah. <laughs> three quarters with it, but we're still looking good, yeah. by the way. Ah, it's, it's a good, good one.
4: go. Eh, uh, <laughs> so <you're>, uh, <laughs> uh, it's just... It's what you want in a Celtic player. He's that bums-off-seats type player. <clears throat> likes to get it down, likes to beat a man, and he's, he's got an end product, as we see... We back Joe Hannigan. again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Charlie, go ahead. And, uh, like,
4: he's got an end product when you look at his assists and goals and stuff, but it's just, it's another guy that looks like he loves being here. Like, he never <laughs> had a great season last year at Real Sociedad and then he's obviously came in, came in at Celtic. He's maybe a wee bit better. He's, probably, he's a lot better, obviously, a lot of the quality in the league, but also I think he's loving the fact that the fans have got that connect with him. He seems to have a wee bit of connection with the fans and things like that. So like I've I have we have said it many a time. It's you need to buy this guy, you need to do what you can to make sure this guy comes in on a permanent basis. But for well we've got him, I think we've we've just got to enjoy him because he's just he's a really, really good, exciting football player. And I think the Magidi comparison is is a pretty good one. It's bang on like Magidi was fully all the, the tricks and flicks so, and then getting to the band but also, pardon me had a <laughs> <laughs> had a had an end product but <laughs> yeah, I just I absolutely, absolutely love the guy,
3: absolutely love the guy John Respectable is to be, podcast. what a fucking <laughs> family, Johnny <laughs> really.
4: who gives a hook man it's not pe- years, happening. Pe- year. pe- pe-
0: <laughs> people bourbon, Ross pouring ah, shambles, but Anthony you may get them shoes back on again and get ready to start dancing because we'll put you on the spot. If it's a toss-up between sending Jada on a permanent deal or Cameron Carter-Vickers, who you have? Oh, that's a shocker.
4: That is a that's shocker. That's a question.
3: Shambles,
1: that question. Great question, Stephen. Oh. Well, do you know what? I've, I, one of my biggest frustrations uh, as a follower of politics is the fact that they never answer a question. So I'm going to redeem myself and answer that outright. <laughs> uh, it's got to be Jota for me. Every oh. day of the week, uh, and it's that's absolutely that. nothing, absolutely nothing against Carter Vickers because I think he's been absolutely fantastic. The, my, my only argument that jota is is more of a priority is of you know we have to, we need to have as many attacking options as we can, um, and him and Kyogo just seem to have this partnership at, at the moment. Um, it's just that, that it's it's brilliant watching them in full flow. You I mean you think back to that game? Up at dense Park. I mean it was it was just scintillating to watch it. I was I was down in, in Manchester that weekend uh, for the Derby and I was watching it in, in Gary Neville's, you know, the, the hotel football, and I was you know, I was like Martin O'Neill jumping out my seat every every few minutes. I don't think the staff quite knew what was going on. Uh, it was just absolutely sensational. Um as I say, Carla Vickers has been as well, but obviously when you take into account that Obviously, the big news uh, coming out of the, the club yesterday was that uh, the main man from France, our superhero, Mr. Julian, is, is back and ready to go. It, it just, for me, there are... And, and obviously, young Stephen Welsh has done great as well. Uh uh, yeah, I tell you what, it's like watching the Avengers here, so it is, and uh, <laughs> I, I just think that there is more. Um, I just think that it's more of a pressing matter to get Jota. But listen, it's Christmas time, and you know we cannot be greedy. So if there's a way of getting them both, then, you know, by all means, Mister Nicholson, you know, do something uh, worthwhile uh, in that boardroom and get that money spent on the two of them. If there's a way of doing it, yeah,
0: and obviously the- William. William, I mean, Anthony makes a great point. And for me, it would be Felipe Yada, who who would I would I would choose on the basis of what Anthony said, Julian's fit to come back. But just to touch upon Carter Vickers, I think, William, he's been absolutely fantastic. And it probably sounds a bit contradicting saying that, I would take Yada and stuff like but I have my reasons. I think Carter Vickers has made such a difference. Him and Joe Hart have that previous connection, obviously both coming from um, Tottenham Hotspur. He strolls through games quite easily in the SPFL. He can pass the ball when he needs to. He, he, I've never really seen him being outstripped by a striker, which is fantastic to see. So it is a hard decision. And I'm just a bit worried that Celtic won't spend 12 million on two players. That's where I'm coming from. But what's been your opinion of him and his importance to the team?
3: I think he's been immense since he's came in. I think he's uh, most definitely our number one centre-half uh, this year. He's, I think he's got everything you want in that centre-half, and especially for Andrew Spill. Like you said, he, he's he's comfortable on the ball. He can he can pass the ball. He's got a goal in him. He is an absolute unit. He is huge. I'm not, I don't think I've ever seen anybody shrug him off the ball. Um, nope. I thought the I thought uh, the other night he was. I thought against the Johnson he was immense uh, as usual. Honestly, I would. I, I don't see why we we shouldn't be signing both. Uh, the revenue we bring in from p- p- player sales in the past. Three, four, five years, far outweighs the expenditure. So um, I think it should be a priority. Maybe not. So I know we t- touched upon it when Russell Boyce was on the show about how um, we should be looking that But I think if you got if you got these three, the, the three guys that's the worst kept secret in from Japan <laughs> and sign these two on a permanent deal in January, I don't think I'd be too disappointed. I want more than that. Obviously we do, but um, as a priority by the end of the season, these two guys need to be in. It's not a it's not a choice between one or the other. You need to have the two of them in. I think that um, Big Julian coming in alongside Nichols... I'll, I'll please first. Kick
1: off for William. <laughs> <laughs> I think
3: you just hit somebody with a wrestling with. Uh, I think eventually. Big Julian, I am a massive fan of. I think Julian and Carter Vickers is a pairing to be... not to be oh. reckoned with. Oh. Um, him and Jota have been... Jota has been unbelievable. It's just a lot up the whole... It's like Kyle, and, and Tony's touched upon it. The relationship between the two, you can see it on the pitch. They've talked about it. Jota said he's learning Japanese. <laughs> I mean it's a no-brainer you've got to you've got to do everything you can to sign these two players and it's it's it, it's not um it's not a matter of one or the other or what you you need to do it it's, it's and six by the way i know 12 million is a lot of money seeing the game nowadays it's absolutely peanuts yeah and i reckon if they like say see the likes say lot what uh, bright uh, in it in england they would they would snap the two up for that and it's and it's nothing. And the two of them would make a difference in their side. We've got to sign mm-hmm. the two of them. Got to. Do you know for something, me, if you, you sign Jota at six and a half
4: million, you're making money on you're you're making ten plus million regardless. No, like you're selling for I think 10 the plus same, regardless. The same thing happened with
3: Edward. You're like Celtic never you never ever spending nine million on a player. They did it because they know they're going to make a profit on them and they, they the same way we with Jota. Yeah. Maybe not so much, uh, Carter Vickers. But with Jota, you're making fifteen, at least fifteen million on them surely when mm-hmm. you sell them in a couple of years' time. But uh, you've got to sign him. it's no brainer.
0: I mean, yeah, you make a great point, and Ross, I left this to you because I think this is interesting. It's something that came into my mind today. Obviously, the rumours coming out is uh, Meier is a, a dumb deal. He plays off the left and the left-hand side. He's an option to buy. I think it's one point eight million euros at the end of the season if things go well. And what that struck to me, maybe they're planning on that signing and permanently and then Carter Victor's coming in for the six million. The cheap option would be Mieta. The, the, the thinking of the Celtic board, in my opinion, would be that. But, I mean, William makes a great point. £12 million in today's game is nothing. But we all have to understand Celtic have a biscuit tin. There's rust around the seal. It's never really opened. And the most likely solution is Mieta would be the cheap option. All Mieta looks a quality player. But what do you think about that? Because it just came into my head today.
2: Um, I, I think if Celtic do that I'll be absolutely livid to say the least uh, I, I agree with Willie I, I think that yeah, realistically possibly we might only sign one but if, if you want to be successful we have to do it, everything in our power to get the two of them uh, I, I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't want to prioritise either because I think both of them are as important to the team as each other I think Carter Vickers Is the he's the best defender I've seen at the club Since pff, Maybe the O'Neill days When we're looking at Guys like Mialby you know, Even
4: Dijk.
2: Van Dyke Oh god right I forgot about him Right okay <laughs>
4: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> But you, you, you get my sentiments aye, There's aye, no been many Through the door for the O'Neill days Other than Van Dyke People going a bit denier I I wasn't convinced by that guy, to be perfectly honest with you. I like Barbara. Um, I thought he was beyond shite that guy, but anyway. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> great, <that> <laughs> but anyway oh, so oh <laughs> I, I think that Belgian basically Carter Vickers is Daniel, come on, Franny, Belgian international. Behave yourself. Is, but... played about two games. I mean,
4: he's not in the last two internationals. Ay,
2: I'm, I'm <laughs> not buying that. I'm not buying that. Guys like Vertolmi <coughs> and Vermaelen and all the guys were in before him. He's just been drafted in a couple of times. But anyway, back to the Carter Vickers. It's an outstanding... He's, a, he's been an absolute colossus for us Faye came in. And I, I just... I, I think that if 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 you don't sign him and you look at a back, well certainly you have two centre halves as Starfelt and Julian. I, I don't think I don't think that's good enough. I think there's no there's no strong enough dominant centre half. You need at least one of them. I think still, and Carter Vickers brings that. So and then you look at Jota. And his understudy at the moment, I know what you've alluded to Maeda there, but his understudy at the moment is Johnson. So that's as, every bit as important as Carter Vickers. I think we need to get the two of them in the door. I get what you're saying on the Maeda thing. Personally, myself, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I, think, I think that Celtic will sign Jota. I think that's almost a certainty. Whether they'll sign Carter Vickers, I don't think it's as certain, but I think it's as important. Yeah, can no, I just touch totally on? So sorry,
3: what Ross said there, I'm, I could not agree more. I think, of course, you one, pa- one powerhouse, <laughs> one powerhouse, and one nice ball playing mm-hmm. centre half like like a Vidic and Ferdinand, Carter, CCV and uh, Julian Tudor Vidic and Ferdinand. Aye, I Aye. agree with that. Aye.
2: That's that, see, that, that, see, would be my, that would be see, my pairing Going forward
3: uh, See, Flip, your
4: my other one as well, Stephen Maybe, like, as much as obviously I want you to come in Is it not maybe a wee bit promising That maybe they're forward thinking In case they didn't get you all in And I've got my other there
2: Maybe they'll I put think, Johnson out and loan <laughs> I think one of the main issues
0: is We need to understand this option to buy thing It's still up to the player That's it If they say no then they can't be forced into the move, so nah, we have nah, to be hopeful nah. that Jada wants to join Celtic on a permanent basis and the same record I think team. it's
3: more of yeah. a... I I, the I think actually, I think it's the way football is now—an option to buy. Yeah. I mean, a, a, if we had a Yeti and an option to buy, would you have bought, paid six million from the end of the first season? No, you did Okay, maybe they're so learning so from their mistakes. So this sorry. is this yeah. is this is the way it Fitch is. I think, I, but I think it's the way football is now. I don't think it's just Celtic. I think if you look at deals around the world, majority right. of them are, we'll take him on loan for a season with a view to buy him because we want to look at him and see what he's going to do for us guess, for a year. I guess I never going to do that. Yeah, I agree. Because it's not, you're yeah. not
4: just loaning the guy then, or the guy like, because imagine say, we're just loaning Yota and then you're going, I oh, will pay six and a half million. They're like, nah, he's about 50 million mate. At least again, <coughs> the option to buy, and we're agreeing the fee, and with that option to buy, you're not just taking a guy for six to 12 months and gone. I will like him. Can we get him for this? And it's like, no, you still agreed that at the start of the deal.
0: Well, I think as well, guys, as, as folks as we know, this is our end of year special. Our review and the past of for first six month of charge. And I don't think there's a better way to end it than picking our, our favorite game, our favorite game where we played well. I mean, you said Easter Road, William. So I'll come to yourself first. What sticks out for you? What kind of game? What what result was it?
3: Well, as as a result, it's got to be the cup final and need two goals mm-hmm. because, um, like I say, I don't think there's any. I, I'm just gonna say it. I don't think there's any other player on the planet that would have scored the two goals that Kyogo scored. Um, I don't think there's yes. anybody with movement like yes. that. Honestly, I honestly don't. Um, so obviously that's going to stick out because of the cup, us winning a trophy and all the rest of it. But saying that, Ross has alluded to earlier. We went, we played Hearts in the cup game. We all, we, we all went together to the to the game and. That first half, we, should have, we honestly could have scored about nine goals. That we were, yeah. That was breathtaking watching the football. Um, so that sticks out big time. I know we ended up three two, but um, just the football we were playing, we, we didn't put the chances away. Which, I mean, we've been a bit lacklustre on that in, in the past six weeks or so. But the football we played was like you're looking around, looking at everybody, thinking. What like what is going on? Like the, the, the attacking football we're playing and the, uh, intricate play and the interchanging and it's uh, there's no wonder teams were like feeling terrorised because the movement was unbelievable and uh, so that sticks out. But I mean the cup final Kyogo's final it'll always be Kyogo's final because I don't think we actually played particularly well, but two moments of brilliance from a world class striker, a world class movement, and then uh, two quick pieces of play from the captain and Tan Rogic who's again been lighting up my life yep. <laughs> <laughs> the, the way he's playing football <laughs> is unbelievable um, so that obviously sticks out Kyle goes two goals and that final just
0: yeah for me like I totally agree I think the cup final stank, sticks out because it's a, a league cup in, in the bag it's back at Celtic Park where, where it belongs it brings success, and we need to keep that kind of trajectory going, William. But honestly, what are you saying? What's been the game that stood out for you the most?
1: Uh, this is maybe a wee bit, uh, a wee bit sentimental, and and, and uh, like you say, you can't argue with the cup final or anything uh, like that. It's a great shout uh, for William, but I must admit, I pretty much enjoyed. Uh, I loved the day when we went up to Tannadice and won purely because we were all sitting. Hanging in the pub uh, after the Christmas party at the Kerridale the night before, uh, <laughs> some and, more than know, others. Just you uh, of beat <laughs> those four or five, <laughs> four or five bonus pints when you're, uh, you know, when you're, uh, you're, you're, on the, the hangover. It was oh, uh, a, a be- day. Busy, Rounded did off a perfect off? weekend.
3: And by the way, we were electric that oh, day. No. So. Michael, you,
1: you, you have a we have an unpaid debt that we cannot pay <laughs> uh, for taking yourself. Okay, we on were that electric. Day, we were electric
3: that day. And but no, so I'm going. to, I'm
1: going to, I'm to pick Tanadice day. when you think of Tom Rogic and uh, Scales coming on making his debut, scoring a goal. Um, Tom Rogic and and, and Turnbull were just absolutely magnificent that day. And uh, yeah, like I say, bonus points after a top weekend, Tanadice.
0: Yes, hundred percent. And Ross, what about yourself?
2: For me, eh, it would probably be I think it was a, it was either 6-0 or 6-1. It was at home at Dundee. I think that's Six when nil. it changed and we, we don't get me wrong, Angie's interviews and that for the first press conference, I was like I'm on board, I like this guy, I like the way he talks, I like his vision. But that Dundee game, I thought so I just clicked that day, it changed and I've said it already in this podcast I think I was like, we're back this is us, we're back, this is What we want Celtic to be this is how every Celtic fan wants Celtic to be and I thought that day we were everybody knows it was only Dundee everybody, the other side will say it was only Dundee but we were absolutely outstanding that day totally outstanding and we blew Dundee clean off the park, Kyogo was unbelievable, that was the first game where I thought wow we've got a player here, I think he got a hat-trick that day and we were just we were relentless, and it was, it was the football that he'd said we were going to play. We'll never stop. We didn't stop, and we just totally blew them off the park. We never laid a glove on us, and it was I That's that's when the Angera, it just clicked and changed for me. And I know we've had our ups and downs, as we were always going to have. But I think we're. That, in the six months or so that he's been in charge, of, I think we've had more ups than downs. And mm-hmm. Keep it coming, man. It's brilliant. Speaking about ups and
0: downs, I, I love reading our group. chat and Day. There's always something <laughs> on it. It's some crap. Yeah. <laughs> well, Fr- Franny, what, what about yourself? What game for you?
4: Well, Nistler was going to pick the cup final just because of the, the significance. Of it, but obviously, Wally's picked that. Then I was going to pick the dundee United game because it was the away game <laughs> where we played really good. And then uh, I was going to pick the Dundee home game. So I'm going to go for Ross County when Ralston became Raldo.
3: There you go.
2: Oh, Arise, yeah, man. Tony. Nice kid. Like <laughs> it. By the way, like can it. I just say another
3: one? I wish I actually thought of this, but to see the the, actual, the Dundee away game because. Bro, uh, well, Anthony spoke about the, the go- No, no I was Hinkage. Dundee
2: United.
3: Yeah, probably. Oh, right, so <coughs> Dundee away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and the goals we scored in that game, especially that Aye. goal, where jotted drops a shoulder, beats a man and Kyogo puts ah. it in off the post. That will well, be goal of the season, by the
0: way. Uh. Nothing's beaten that. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. And obviously, guys, I that brings it. us to the I end of end of our new year review for Anne's possible co first six months in charge. And as we can see, folks, as I said at the start, it's the extravaganza, the whole group's back bar John, but he'll be back soon pending on when he gets his jaw fixed. But hopefully that's pretty soon yeah. so he get back on the show. But guys it's been a brilliant podcast and from us to the viewers to the listeners we all hope you have a, a fantastic new year. You just do everything you want to do because this this year has been another hectic year and I hope everything goes well for everybody. Stay safe. Happy Keep year. well. Hail, hail.
3: Happy New Year, Trips. Hail,
1: hail.